Hey everybody, this is Jenny Dane. This is Dante Agello. It's our second episode of LitCast. We are currently drinking a hard seltzer called Social Club. Oh yeah, it's alright. It's it's an odd like thing. It's it's an old fashioned cocktail, but water meets seven percent mean, alcohol. I don't want to Just... offend anybody that likes the old fashioned. I've had them before; they're great, but this is I don't know. It's syrupy. I'm not a big cocktail person, so drinking something that's like bubbly water meets bitters just doesn't do it for me, but it gets us lit. Fuck it, right? 7%. I'm I'm with it. Yeah, and it's more bearable than whatever the other alternative flavor, which was called the Sidecar, which when we looked it up was something, you know, brandy, cognac meets whatever additive uh, orange flavor. It might be good. It uh, might be good. Maybe we're being too harsh. A bunch of orange liqueur and <laughs> yeah. brandy and cognac. But we're like heavy, like stouty... Like beer people. Yeah, I'm more into whiskey. And <laughs> yeah, and the occasional rum or something. But yeah, Lickass episode two. So we're gonna talk about a lot of <sighs> documentaries we've been binging. Like obviously, without saying, we're still going through a longer period of lockdown and seeing the news and coronavirus and all that unfun stuff. I guess I was supposed to go to work, but I told them that the people I live with are sick. And in that scenario, it's just like, as a fair workplace, you know, legally, you're supposed to make sure that your employee gets checked out before entering the workforce, but his company didn't do that. Like, they didn't ask anything. They just kind of hit yeah, him they, up they and didn't, said, go to work. Yeah, they literally called me and said, are you ready to go to work on Monday? And it was a Saturday. It was two weeks ago. It was less than, you guys, like, less than 48 hours that his HR guy was giving him notice, which is, one, illegal to hit somebody up over the weekend, at least in Europe, and two, it doesn't give you much time to prepare or to be like, hey, like, you know, I've been around this, like, you know, you can't just say, hey, are you ready now to go back to work, go back to work, without asking you know, like, ethically, legally, if that person has been infected or yeah. around that. Like, it's just not... It's he just called me at about six in the in the afternoon or five or evening. six, right? Like five or six in right. the afternoon, right? Like a day and a half or less than a day and a half before I had to go to work, and was like, "You ready to go to work?" And I was like, "Yeah." And like a more like passive aggressive like calling method, but I, of just you know, I called him back and I told him I've been around people that have been sick with COVID nineteen, and you know. He was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, let me find out what we're supposed to do so with that. So then legally like, he, he literally to didn't know. Right. He literally didn't know right. what he was supposed to do. He was like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, let me find out what I'm supposed to do with that. Because uh, I told him, I was like, is there any quarantine thing? Am I supposed to stay in, indoors for two weeks? Yeah. And, uh and as you're right, as an American, you need to inform that, like, you know, your employer needs to make sure that you're in a safe place, that you've been tested before they safely bring you back, because that's like the legal protocol to having somebody come back to work, especially as like an essential business. Right. And they're, they're a big company. They're a big electrical company. So the, the biggest in the city. No, no, no. They're not or, the biggest in the city. They're one of the most important. They're, they're one of the, um, they're one of the most used for residential. Right. It's I, I don't know what the the ranks are, but they're like 
the most used for residential. I see. Like, especially in Beverly Hills and all, all of the luxury. So rich people. Rich people, company. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's <laughs> the a company. Rich, the rich people serving. No, so the company serving rich Mostly people. for residential, though. For, <laughs> right. So for, they don't really do, like, commercial. They don't do, they don't do, uh, like, realty. Like, condos. They don't, like they don't do condos. They don't. They don't something. do. Yeah, they don't do condos or or offices. Buildings, right. They don't do that kind of thing. But they they are trying to get into that. Yeah. Powerful Electric is, right. is the company, by the way. So like, just kind of. They're our, trying to get into that, but they mostly do like high end residential. So I work in Beverly Hills, Palisades, uh, Malibu, Brentwood, Malibu, Brentwood, and Bel Air. Yeah. Bel Air is where the most expensive houses are, by the way. The absolute most More expensive. More so than Hollywood Hills? Yeah. I mean, these houses yeah. are $600 million. Yeah. Just for one house. Right. 600 it's, it's almost million like you have this like one house. brand name for where you live like if purses are like Chanel and Louis Vuitton and Yeah, Bel Air is it's like is it's, the richest like the place to go. That's the funny thing about LA is just distinguishes itself from all these like rich like places to live. And well, there have, are places all over the country. And it's almost like Beverly Hills, Bel Air, Brentwood are brand names to live. If you're in the tops, you should, should probably the top. live there is that. Bel Air is the yeah. top. Right. It goes I would say probably Beverly Hills on the bottom, Palisades above Beverly Hills. In my opinion, I don't know if this is what real estate says, but in my opinion is Palisades is nicer than Beverly Hills, and then Bel Air is on the top. Like you wouldn't think Malibu or any of that beachfront. Well, is because a it's bit so far away from the city. It's just yeah, it's not a prime location for getting. It's into so far the away city. from the city. It's beautiful out there. I but understand. As, as somebody but that's it's... worked on those houses, you would say Bel Air is of that higher. Bel Air is closer, right? And is it's more it's a more reliable area right. to live in. Yeah. And at the same time, it's way way more expensive. Yeah. Than the Palisades. But the, like, in, in all of this effect of just this whole pandemic going on, real estate has not been doing well. So, you know, in, in retrospect of all these really pricey places to live, which they will probably remain pricey places to live at this, this point, it's just like, you know, owning real estate at this point right now because the economy is going down. You know, you know, if you have a couple of like what hundred thousands or you know, even half a million laying around, you could probably get into a nice LA home front. At this time, I don't know. I don't know. I, there, I, At least I can't from artic do it. articles that I read, I don't have that much money, so yeah. I can't do it. All I know is is that I work for rich people, and they don't deserve their money. That's for damn sure. And kind of going into the effect of anyone, such as Dante here, that's forced to go into working right now during a really unpredictable time. It's just know your rights if your company is trying to overextend you question that talk about it bring they, it up they were really really accommodating after i told them that but before i told them that they were not willing to even ask and that's really a problem yeah when the company they didn't, you they didn't, for they didn't want to ask that. me if i had been exposed to anything they didn't even they bring didn't it even, up. they didn't bring it up they actually they called me said are you ready to work on monday and i said yeah maybe you know let me check some things and they were like okay you're ready to work and I hung up, and then I called them back and said, what if I was exposed to COVID? And they were like, what if I was exposed to some kind of coronavirus, you know? And they were just like, 
oh yeah, oh maybe, maybe you should do this. They they came up with a completely completely different plan. I've been home for two weeks now, waiting, and they want me to come back to work after I I went to two doctor's appointments that said that I wasn't carrying it and that I that I had never had it. But that's not the point. They didn't ask in the first place. They didn't even ask. Well, the point is when you work for a company, especially one that's in that elite, it's a it, you know it's a big company with a lot of employees, yeah. probably a lot of staff. Like so the first thing you need to do, especially in these circumstances, is health. Is to establish that the people that you're bringing back to work are in good health. They can perform. They haven't been exposed, or they will not infect people when they go back to work. That's the major like issue. That's, that's, and that's that we're, is your we're running right into that right American. now. And right. by the way, I don't know if any of you are looking at what I'm looking at, but I'm looking at CDC uh, graphs daily. The rate of infection is getting higher every day. I just read like an article that's been going on this whole week. That says that I believe it's the CDC or like a branch in government that says that they're worried that LA is going to have a second wave sooner than later, with an estimate month of September being the latest where we would have a second wave of this pandemic. The problem with there even being an understand with it even being assumed that there may be a second wave is the fact that if you look at this, there is no such thing as a second wave. It, when we when we started the shelter order, there was like something like a few hundred people a day, maybe 100 a day that were getting sick. At least that's what we could measure. At least that's, that's what was going into the hospitals. And then it went up and then it went down. And then in the middle of the at-home order, it went way, way up and then it went back down. And now we're in this flat area where it's not going up or down, but it's starting to go up again. Now that everybody is going back to work, everybody is going back to work. It has been steadily going up. It is, there is nothing, there's nothing to disprove this. There are something like, it says something like 970 a day that are getting sick. And this is 14% more than the previous seven days. That's an incredible amount, way, way more. Then before that, and before that, before any of these people started going back to work, it was going down. And now we all started going back to work and 15% more are getting sick. That's a lot. 15% is a lot more. It doesn't seem like a lot, but that's way more. If it was 100% more, it would be double. 15% more is, it's a lot. It, that's, that's a lot for just a few weeks. Of coming back. That's a lot for just two weeks of people going back to their normal sort of lives. Maybe it's not completely normal, but it's, you know, everybody's going back to work. A lot of people is, not everybody, but a lot of people are going back to work. Things are opening up. Beaches are opening up. People are going out again. It is not the right time to be going out again. This is crazy. The issue is the fact that so many people are filing for unemployment the economy has been tanking. There's a budget deficiency. They're trying to compensate the fact that the economy is just tanking so fast because we have to close. We have to, you know, contain this pandemic and the fact that it has such an effect on the economy 
that there is a stress on the state of California itself, that they're just like, fuck it, we'll just reopen and see what happens, but without the foresight of just, hey, if we actually do this too quick, it's going to lead to more problems and we have to close well, all Well, it definitely over will. And by the way, I'm, I'm talking about L.A. County here. We're in, we're uh, based we're in, in LA. Los Angeles. LA so informant. We're based in LA. We're based in, in right. Los Angeles. Right. So the those numbers I gave you, the 978 only in LA is pertaining that, to that's pertaining to LA. I don't know where you live. Yeah. If you're if you're living somewhere else, well, maybe for, it's going down where well, you live. Instance, maybe you never even got it. For instance, I read an article just this morning that Michigan, the governor said that they were closing until June, until June 12th or something. Well, like I said, it, it's different it for every state. Everywhere. It's right. different for every county. Right. I'm talking about L.A. County. It's going up right now in L.A. County, and they're trying to get everybody back to work, and, and that is insane. And because it's higher doing, than it was when we closed down the entire city. And because they're doing that, I've also noticed as someone that's like been an avid reader of the news, an avid reader of just being updated, is that they're posting less articles about the health. There was one article where I believe, like, the health department talked about how we would, you know, be in, like, at least, like, be needed to be closed for another three months. And then the governor got backlash, and he literally got, like, a letter from the Department of Justice that by that statement, it just, it has, like, a bad stay-at-home statement in terms of just, like, they were like, oh, it's, you know, unjust for you to state that position for California to be closed for that amount of time that goes against what government mandates are. And he's just like, well, his response to that was just like, well, we're, we're trying to safely open things. And you it can't do it safely. Rate. It's right. gotta, it's gotta end. But it's just, it, you, you can't be you, opening do, this do you guys shit? like, in terms of like learning this and reading about this, it's just, it's this tug of war of the government pulling where California needs to be at a certain place of the economy. Like, it's just this, it's money. What it comes down to is just like, fuck, like, okay, pandemic money? or not, yeah. it's money versus lives. So as somebody that has to go back to work, you guys should just understand your rights, question it, bring it up. And if it's not, if they're not, you know, doing it legally or ethically, you can bring that up. You can say, hey, you're not following these guidelines and you can get that business in trouble just because they literally said once these businesses were open in the past week where we were slowly opening to phase two, that like I think they said over twelve to fifteen hundred businesses were getting fined for not legally following the CDC health protocol. We are gonna see in the next two weeks. My prediction is we are gonna see a giant surge in people getting sick. More people are gonna get sick in this next week than ever before. Too many people are going back to work. It was not ready yet. There were too many people getting sick when we were starting to do the reopen. It's just the economy. Like, I understand. The economy is important. It's like, guys think about but, it. Like, monetary value versus lives. Where, where, what Do you want people to die? Right. Do you want people to die or do you want to make more money? Right. That's a hard question to answer. It depends on what what your values are, it's where about you ethics, stand on that. Too. Right? Of course. It's about ethics. Of course. It's about, well, that's kind of what we started this out. You know, we're talking about current events because we always do that. We always come into this going, like, what's going on right now? And we talk about it in a real stance where we question what's going on and why things are happening the way they are. Realistically, well, we, li we like to look at the numbers. We don't like to just make our own predictions. We don't like to say that it's just the government trying to make us all gay or something. And everything something. we cite is dot 
edu like according to what media is pumping out we're not saying we agree or disagree we're just letting you guys know like this what, is what, what we've, we've realized what we've read what we've found out this is what we talk about so talking about ethics and should bringing people back to work right now is it ethical by the way it's fucking not ethical okay you're killing tons of people right now Whoever fucking, whoever, whoever's idea this was, they're fucking, they're going to hell. Not that, hell doesn't exist, by the way. I don't know. Does it? Does it not? We're going somewhere. <laughs> that that motherfucker, whoever's idea right. it was to put everybody back right. at work, it's insane. Yeah. Which well, is Dante, you were the one that told me that hell was an invented thing right to get people to don't convert. even worry about that that's a whole other <laughs> so okay i won't even get into that thing. but that fucking blew my mind if you guys want to read into that because hell I was hell, like, hell was fuck? a nordic god hell is a nordic well, god you know like for of me, the underworld i'm sure you know i haven't really talked about because i don't tend to get personal vulnerable but i grew up in a very conservative like catholic upbringing and that like really fucked with my mind where the catholicism side was on my mom and every single time i fucked up or did any weird shit she didn't like she was just like you're going to hell so that became hell, that like imaginary place. Hell is literally the where, name, right, of a Nordic god that was the god of the underworld. Right, it's kind of like uh, Hades almost. Okay, but but Hades even right. like Hades has been given a bad rap, especially in like Disney movies and stuff. But, they make it seem kind of fun, but, but Hades was the, the god time. of the underworld. He wasn't, like, a bad dude. Right. He was just the guy that looked over the dead people. Yeah. He wasn't and a bad guy. You, you know, like, after doing a certain type of job after a while, like, it's hard to say that you become a bad person. It's just maybe you just become tired of doing your job and you kind of react to it poorly. Bro, what are you talking so about just, right now? What are you even saying right now? I'm just, are, you saying that jo- that, are you saying that work <laughs> sucks? I'm, uh, yeah. Are you saying that work sucks right now? I'm saying if you're living your life... You don't enjoy the work you do. There's something wrong there. I don't think you should keep going in Are that Are you direction. saying there's something wrong with them? Are you saying that that if they don't enjoy work, there's something wrong with them? No. Hey, you're a horrible person, Jenny, Okay, great. For saying that. Okay, great. No. No, no, you're right, though. Okay, great. For say, saying that, that you dislike your job, disliking your job is totally normal. Nobody likes their job, right? There are some people that do. 80 something percent of people Weirdo, that don't like their jobs. Weirdos of the point zero zero one percent. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. It's actually There's common. More, it's honestly. actually something like a sixth of people actually do like their job. Something like that. I so. want people to like. You know what? At the end of the day, you're living your life. You're finding happiness. You're trying to be healthy. You're trying to do the best you can for your life. I feel like if you're stuck in a job where you're just like, what am I doing with my life? It's just like you're depriving yourself of just living the life that you want, right? But it's yeah. easier said than done. You can't just be like, well, I want to do this, I'm going to do this, because there's, like, repercussions. If you just want to be, a well, like, a well-known actor, and you're not that good at acting, if you want to be a well-known musician, you're not good at playing music, it's just kind of like, it kind of blows up a little bit, because you're like, what am I going to do, or how am I going to do this? Even if you are good at those things, getting the chance to do it is really hard, and getting paid really well to do it is really hard. So it starts dashing your dreams. But at the same time, I'm like, if you can tap into something you can do well while also getting paid well for it, like, you know, find that balance for yourself. Because other than that, you're just going to sell your soul to this job that you hate. And you're going to probably want to die faster well, than you Well, everybody's suggestion is, on this podcast, 
all of our suggestions point towards do what you want to do. However, if you're like me and you really don't know what you want to do, easier oh, said than done, really, man, is what, know what my statement you, is. Yeah. It took me up to this point, like years of just being like, okay, I can do this. I'm not sure if I can do this, but I want to do this. Yeah. That's all. It is what and it I is. And I want it to work, so that's all. But most people don't like their job. Yeah. I don't like my job. I'm trying to figure out what to do. Well, you, but what you do is you keep an open mind. You start exploring keep things that mind. are new. But, like I said, when it comes to ethics, when it comes to bringing people back to work at this time, what we have to understand is that the, that doesn't just... I'll put it in a drink right now. Right. Like all that, that doesn't just pertain to human lives. Well, all I'm saying is like, okay, right? we don't have a choice. If your job is calling you back, you're going to have to go back to your job unless you you want to get rid of your unemployment and have to figure out a new job path. But all I'm saying is know your rights. Like let your, you know, your business or the HR person that's bringing you in back in know that, hey, like I'm uncomfortable. Like if they're not asking if you got tested or so, that's really important. Your health at the forefront of everything, your health for yourself, your health for other people that you're going to work with, your health for your family. Like, if you can get tested, get tested. But if your work is pressuring you to go in, just say, hey, I haven't gotten tested yet. Like, I I don't, you know. You can just say, I need to get tested. I've yeah. been around people like, I'm that, unsure. I've that have been had the sickness. Right. Like, no, you need to get tested. Because they, they'll give you at least another two weeks. And if they do what they did with me, they tried to put me on medical leave which is some bullshit, they'll probably do that, yeah. but at least you might get another and week it, and the, of unemployment. And truthfully, it's not bullshit. It's just they value you as an employee, that they're willing to invest in you to pay for you to come back. It sucks to have to come back, you know, especially to a job where you're just like, this is not my life's passion, but, you know, albeit they're doing it because they value you as an employee. So make sure it's just if you didn't get tested, you don't have health insurance. Do all that before you, you go into the workforce because you're tell helping them, out. Tell them you were exposed. Tell them you need tests. Yeah. There you go. You got an extra two weeks. So that's a, that's a good way to do this. Exactly. So we're twenty minutes in, and on that note, the past couple of weeks, Dante and I have been binging on a bunch of documentaries. We talked a lot about binging on different media,s like TV shows and movies. We've watched our first episode. This one's very much dedicated to documentaries, getting back to what we love, learning, being informed, and letting you guys know what's worthy of your time. So our first documentary. Well, I don't know what the first one is. Well, it was the GMO one, so... The GMO one, that was an interesting one. Genetically modified organisms. So when you think about GMO, it does get a bad rap because it's something that's Maybe we could do. Maybe we could do a whole thing on this. We Maybe can. we will do a whole Maybe thing Maybe we this. shall. Maybe we should break Maybe it we'll up into... Maybe we'll only talk about this. Okay. Because this However, is very a touchy topic. We've the, got a lot of documentaries, by the way, guys. It's extremely touchy. On this. Yeah. The, the reason why I say we could do a whole thing on this is because I don't want anybody that's listening to this to be like, oh, fuck GMOs yeah. instantly and just be like, turn this off. Well, it, as and to me, like as somebody that's like a health conscious copywriter, like I'm somebody that wants to advocate for sustainable, like good for you foods and like good for you companies. But it but I know that I'm kind of like teetering on controversial topics because food 
and people really like you know we've come to a point where we know what our values are and what is healthy for us so i don't want to you know kind of like go kind of over the you know like over the cusp of just like what is comfortable for people in terms of food like because obviously i know where i and dante stand in terms of just being eaters and like healthiness is subjective like whatever you guys feel like you need to eat on a regular basis is important whatever you guys feel like the right vitamins for you i'm not a nutritionist i'm not a doctor i'm not here to say what you need to have what you should have but i'm very interested and passionate about what makes somebody perform better what makes me feel healthier where i can have energy all day like i'm so passionate about it because it makes such a difference in your everyday Right, it's important. You right. don't want to be going through right. the day all and, just like right. sluggish and shit. And like, but right, there's a lot of people that say this right. makes you energetic. Right, and that makes right. You it's it's almost kind of like a food has become such like almost on a religious level where people are just like you can't budge them. You're just like, you know, dude, like this is a scientific fact. But people just want to eat what they want to eat and totally cool, like bros and gals. It, like, that's what not, you what that's you like. Kind of, we're saying it's not though. Yeah, it's not totally cool. And it, like it we're, isn't. We're, totally we're cool. only saying that is because we constantly, in in everyday retrospect, retrospect, Dante and I research things where it's just like, this is this nutritional value. This is the scientific proof. And you know whether you what wherever you stand on the opinion based side, it's just like you can't fight science. If science gives you evidence that this or that is healthier for you, gives you this amount of energy because of this statistic, then it's just kind of like, how do you argue against that? Why Why would you? Okay. Right? So this is the reason why she gave that entirely overboard explanation. It's because GMOs sound bad. They do. But the scientific evidence says that they don't really do anything negative and this gmo documentary is on hulu by the way and they interview scientists and their reasoning behind why they invented gmo so i used to think that gmos were really bad for me and me too i'm not gonna lie me too but the problem is when you really look into the science and you really look into what the science says what all of the data says is that it doesn't really do anything other than there are a few cases where it might lower the mineral and antioxidant content a few cases um, well for me that doesn't understand the whole scientific factor of it but well I the, think, the point of right. GMOs is to make things more drought-proof, more um, pest-proof, things that 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 uh, bugs don't want to eat, things that drought doesn't really kill. Right. The whole point of GMOs is to make plants more resilient. Well, and the issue with GMO is the misconception is, oh no, humans, scientists, government decided to manipulate these foods but what are they manipulating with? Maybe it's not good for you. Well, but they're the manipulating right. them with them with natural things. But that's the importance with of this documentary genetics. is why we recommend it is because you get the scientific explanation. They're just like, well, we wanted to figure out a way to manipulate it 
But they didn't change it. They didn't add any weird shit. They well, manipulated it. They, they didn't it. add anything weird. Well, they they man- added DNA. Well, they manipulated it for it to prosper better, which means that you'll have more of this type of crop, like pineapples, for example. But they didn't change anything where well, they well, added weird shit to make it like harmful. And the argument was that people that were against GMO was that it was harmful. Like yeah. they had all, it was linked to all these well, there, things. Well, there's no actual right. evidence that it's linked to anything. It's, it, there's no, but there are a couple of people that are just like, well, it may be linked to, it possibly is, but that's not a concrete, that's like an ancient alien's conclusion of just like, this is what it does. Exactly. Maybe, possibly. It's exactly what it is. It's just a speculation. So you, you, get, you get some correlations and you see that people are getting this much sicker and this many more GMOs, GMOs are finding their way into the population. What you're getting is a correlation. The correlation doesn't necessarily mean that it is what it that that that's what's causing it. There could right. be anything that's causing it. Yeah, and, and like both of us are very inclined to sustainable, like ethical ways of doing business and being honest. And like at the same time, it's just kind of like as somebody that writes for health conscious businesses, the fact that there's like a marginal of error in nutritional facts, like you don't have to talk about like all the ingredients Like you are left with 25% off where you don't have to include that in your nutritional labels is like a huge issue where it's just kind of like, if you don't specify what are in certain products and everything that is just like, if someone has allergies to it or, you know, if they can't consume it that much, like you don't, you don't know what's in it sometimes, right? Versus like growing your own foods. Like for us, we have been eating kind of more plant-based in the past just two days, but we've been reading a little bit more on the nutritional facts. And when you eat plant-based, a lot of the propaganda is you need to have more protein, especially soy. Like there's a lot well, of that's, things. That's the issue for me. Is... There's a lot of parading with soy. And when you read about what like soy gives soy is good because it's high protein but at the same time if you eat it so much like you know consistently day after day it's it's not healthy for you well nothing if you do it too much right is healthy for you the thing that now this is personal now i don't think that this is yeah i'm, I'm getting that everybody, a little bias and personal to be honest i don't think that people should think about this like in their own lives but this is personal my dad has an extreme allergy to soy protein. And the reason why he has the extreme allergy to soy protein is because he consumed so much soy protein. He was fine. I remember when I was a kid, like young, like, I don't know, seven, eight, ten, eight, nine, ten years old, my dad used to eat all these Morning Star, like, they, they were called Morningstar. Morning Star got huge. It was they all these like soy products. Like, it was right, these soy plant-based. products. My dad would eat soy milk with like his cereal, and he, everything he well, ate was forget, like soy milk. Like guys, a lot of peanut butter has a lot of soy in it. Most peanut butter, if it is peanut butter, has no soy in it. It has no soy in it. But. If it has soy in it, please don't buy it. Buy normal peanut butter. Yeah. I'm not saying Peanuts, that you shouldn't buy butter. soy. What I'm saying is that... If you overconsume soy. My dad consumed a lot of soy, and then all of a sudden he started getting these fucking weird... 
he started getting these weird reactions to soy. Now, I don't know if it's because he ate too much of it. I'm not trying to say it's because he ate too much of it. I'm saying that he ate a lot of weird soy products with a lot of GMO soy. And all of a sudden, he started getting all these weird swellings. Allergic Every reaction. Every time he... Well, it's, undoubt, it's undoubtable that... It's it's for sure that he got it from soy. Well, the, even to the, this day, the doctor said that it's from soy. Well, even to this day, but he, he has, was eating it for so long. It's hard to say that he he wasn't allergic to it before, and now he is. Well, even to this day, he has allergic reactions, like intense yeah. allergic reactions. Where it's but he still eats soy. Where it's like what, like what, like the welting, like he'll the, get welts the on face, his face. Like his face heating. will swell up. Yeah, his arms will swell and, up. And for someone like myself, like I'm very sensitive. Like I've been getting welts of just you know eating things. Like a lot of it's just I don't know what I'm allergic to. Yeah, and you, it can you, you be have soy. To find out what you're like, allergic yeah, to. Yeah, it's really important to get that it's blood test to find especially out. Because I took the, the hair the, test uh, modern and it world. didn't let me know what I was allergic to. It gave me a baseline, and I've eaten some of those baselines, and there are certain things that are obvious I'm allergic to. I'm allergic to cats. Me too. It's allergic to cats. Yeah. Like, just that I'm allergic dander. to cats, too. I'm allergic to cats. I'm allergic to makes mosquito me sneeze, bites. Makes my eyes water. But, like, the, you know, like Dante was saying, his proven point is just too much of something is going to have a negative effect on your body. I don't even know, though. Because this is just an anecdotal experience. From your experience. I'm telling right. you from my experience. I'm, I'm not saying that this is end-all, be-all. You shouldn't use this information to base your life on. But my dad legitimately got a major reaction from soy. After a while, of all he ate was soy products. He and ate... He ate these soy patties. He ate these soy sausages. He would eat soy milk with with everything. Like, he would just soy, 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 soy. To a point where, like, all of everybody in the house was like, fuck soy. Yeah. We fucking hate soy. Fuck but that shit. You know shit. what? In what we watched, we watched a documentary that talked about marketing, which was that Netflix about, was it the ultimate challenge or was it, what was it called? Well, okay, anyway. So it talked about how certain fads of foods become a marketing angle. Yeah, yeah. So, um, especially when it becomes a marketing angle from, like, a plant-based. Well, think about it. Like, the era that your dad started eating that stuff, Morningstar was popular. Like, soy milk was new. Well, it might have been. So that was, like, the early parts of it. At least... I don't know. I was a child. What I'm saying is that he was consuming this stuff so much. Okay. Well, from my experience as somebody that, like, when I moved to L.A. probably, like, over 10 years ago, soy milk was something that was advertised more so than almond milk, cashew milk. Well, almond milk, um, cashew milk milk was not something that was going around at that time. At least not, like, 10 to 15 years ago, which is when I moved out here. Yeah. Yeah. Was that so? It wasn't so. The fact that you have this mark, this brilliant, successful business marketing angle that was like, eat this. This is not meat. This is healthier for you because it's plant based. Great, but too much of that plant based can have effects on you. Well, it that's my on the point. Person. Is like right. you shouldn't just eat soy. Right. Like if you're trying to go plant based and you're trying to cut out meat, 
Don't just eat soy. Right. That's crazy. Just because it tells you to, and a lot of recipes have it. You have to put in other things like lentils. You have to you have to include other right. things like 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 beans, lentils, grains. You have to include right. other things that are but, high protein. But that is because Seeds, you're replacing nuts. the amount of protein that you normally get in meat and yeah. such. And you, you have know. to replace right. the amount of actual fat. Well, and I also and think subjectively diet is per person. So some people need more protein than to other people. To a certain people. extent. Like more athletic it's, people need more I mean, more it's protein, more about your instance. genetics. Right. Like wherever you're from is really, it really dictates yeah. what your digestive system is really able to And I also think you with. should view it as something that's an adventure for your body. You're like, you're learning more about yourself. You're learning yeah. more about what, how much protein you need, how much of this vitamin you need. It's just, it's just trial by error. We, we know this Jenny is mostly Vietnamese. She has issues dealing with drinking alcohol. Right. Um, do you have issues with milk? Um, at least what I read was a lot of Southeast, Southeast Asians like kind of like have a lactose sensitivity. A lot of them which do. Which if we consume too much lactose, like say if we drink, you but know, you things right? of milk. Like I don't do it because not so much of like an you allergic reaction that, right? to it, but I do break out. Like you you do, break out a little right, bit. So I you get out, a little bit of like... And, and it's, it's not just it's not so just for milk. Me, it's not just cow milk, but it's also if I drink too much soy milk, right. I'll start breaking out. Well, that's a little different, right? That's that's fine. and it's, it changes it changes my hormones and estrogen levels, and I do react that way. But that's my personal experience. Well, for me, with milk, with actual like animal milk, I don't actually, I can't tell anything. It's well, I'm mostly European. So I don't think it really has much of, a, of right. an effect on me. Right. But some people, it's it's really, yeah. especially Southeast Asians. Well, like it blew East my Asians. mind. I worked at a, like a foot doctor practice. The doctor was Filipino himself. He got a Filipino patient to come in. And the guy was diagnosed with gout on his feet. And yeah. the doctor... Well, that's where it usually ends up. And the doctor asked him what his diet was. And the guy said, steak wine cheese that well, was the yeah, predominant no and it's you're just, gonna get gout bro right <laughs> and it's not because like you just, alcohol yeah cheese and meat and it's because yeah, of your, your dna like opens that window of having that like potentially apparently right. apparently if you eat too much soy yeah, right if you eat too much soy products like if you eat too much right. tofu right you can also get gout and like after he diagnosed the patient he like told them, hey, you know, you should cut down eating, consuming that stuff, introduce more plant-based things into your diet, slow down with that, hydrate more. Like there, there's a reason why all these like healthy eating propagandas happen is because it does, like it is beneficial for your body. It's not just because it's like, oh, it's propaganda. They just want you to eat more vegetables. It's just because it really nourishes the body. It does. I mean, well, going back to the documentary, right? Like the argument was like in Hawaii, like there was a lot of people protesting against GMO, and a lot of it was like these scientists were like, "We have GMO pineapples, for example." No, 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 it was not pineapple. It was a, uh, I forgot what the fruit is called. It's not pineapple. It's we'll a, revisit this episode. This is episode part one. It's a. Uh, <laughs> 
Spam. It's, a, it's soft. Soft tofu. No, it's a it's a fruit, Jenny. Not mango, <laughs> not, guava. No, um, it's a fruit. It's it's soft. It's a fruit. It's a melon almost. Cantaloupe. It's grown in tropical areas. Uh, <laughs> I we're kind of lit right now, guys. So let, us, <laughs> let us have a time to I forgot what it was called. Um, Wait, hold on that note. Hang on tight for a couple seconds. Oh, so right. We figured it uh, out. The documentary is called Food Evolution. And like Dante said, the fruit Was it called Food Evolution? I looked I it up remember. just now. I looked okay. it up just now. We don't it have a research a facility, so I looked it up. Right. Papaya. It, so they, they made a papaya that was able to resist against whatever kind of bacterial or viral. Um, sickness that it had. I forgot whether it was bacterial or viral. But it was able to resist against it. And that was the only reason why Hawaii was able to keep producing papaya. And the funny thing is, it's just like, you think Hawaii, you think an island, you think of things growing <coughs> tropically well. You had a lot of footage <coughs> of people protesting against <coughs> GMO and... <coughs> When you continue watching it, they actually got it passed that GMO wasn't allowed. Yeah, even though it made no logical... Yeah, Un unbequest to the fact that they brought scientists. Like, they had a section in the documentary where they asked, who are the scientists in here? And then they asked a second question where they said, who actually graduated with a scientific degree? Out of all the hands that were passed, maybe two or three after, like, they asked the second and question. And all of them said that it should be... Let into but, yeah the population. But the only reason why the non-GMO was passed is because so many people protested it versus so many scientists. There was there so was many, so many people, people that were like, I it. don't want right. genetically modified foods. Yeah. There were so many people that didn't want it. That in Hawaii, you still cannot grow that shit. Well, it's a weird, controversial topic because in America, we have corporation brands like Monsanto. And Monsanto is... Hawaii is America. Right, but I'm just saying Hawaii being in their own island and us, America, being in our all these other states. Hawaii is America. Okay, great. Okay, great. But they brought <laughs> up Monsanto, okay? Yeah. So Monsanto no, being an American corporation, Monsanto started... Like, they talked about that, the background of Monsanto, was it started being a GMO company. And yeah. in this in this documentary, they talk about the perspective of the scientists. So scientists that supported GMO weren't trying to make GMO to be harmful. They were trying to make it so that they can make more fruits and vegetables more prosperous. Monsanto got a bad rap after a while because they were only supporting things that were genetically modified, which was like because of well, a Monsanto lack of is a company. scientific research. Monsanto is a corporation. They're going to do anything they can do to yeah. make more money. That's obvious. And the scary part is is they do own a big stakehold in things like Whole Foods. There's a lot of Monsanto representatives in the government, in the FDA. So it does seem like the people that support GMO things have such power over it but at the same yeah. time us as consumers we can choose what we want to eat like us as individuals we do have that power to be like 
no, we don't want that. And that's that was the powerful ending of this documentary of food evolution, which is at the end of the day, how do you fix it? How do you change that? Is well, you, you have as to consumers choose. Yeah, you have, have to, to make that choose, choice of what's healthy for yourself. you. Right, and there's some people that eat GMOs and they don't have negative effects, but there's some people that do. So, you know, you making that conscious Maybe decision not, to do that. The problem is there's not enough science to say anything. They just can't test it enough, or they haven't tested it enough, at least. Well, they should. Right. And they and they will. Right. My point is that, look, if you can eat clean and you can eat good, hey, man, eat mostly... Eat mostly, like, plant-based. For me, it's just, like, eat what best helps your biology. Yeah. Like for me, like, I'm very... What, what, I've noticed well, but plant-based, I can digest in, better. In pretty much every culture, what you realize is that all of them, if you add more plants to their diet, they all pretty much thrive better. I'm not saying you can't eat meat. Eating meat is important sometimes and it's actually i think the reason why cavemen used meat as a way to get from one evolutionary period to another is because that meat has so many calories in it it is so much what well, also has a bunch of those like vitamin b's in it as well B12 not so much but it's not so much about the vitamins it's more about the fact that if you're starving this animal is the one thing you can use as food. Right. Take the animal out. Yeah. And you've got that food. Yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't ever eat meat. You should. I think human bodies are specifically designed to, to digest meat. Yeah. On a regular basis. But it's also subjective. The amount of meat and the cliched form of saying portion control is that it varies in every individual and yeah. you guys well, being human to beings certain, to a certain extent it's yeah. it's trial and error try new things explore what your body likes explore what your body doesn't like if but you give, can't eat meat don't eat it but give yourself the opportunity to try and to learn and to see the fun in that adventure we have the time right now in this pandemic and the fact that what is it like in this pandemic they're closing a lot of like what is it like farm meat and everything like just just give yourself a chance to be more open-minded about consuming these things and forming your own opinion about these corporations and these companies and you know what gmo means for you so we highly recommend food evolution on hulu right dante yes yes we do and we are going into almost 50 minutes but not just quite yet but we're gonna close part one of this documentary series right now because we're pretty lit and we're gonna continue getting lit after this anyway. I'm gonna go get drunk and, and stop doing this. And we're gonna see you guys on the next episode or I guess hear you guys or not hear you guys and stop ranting. What am I getting point. drunk on? Yes. Right. It's probably potatoes. No, 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 hold on. No, you're going to have a... Wheat? We're going to have a yummy steak because this is our cheat night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have a yummy steak because we've been really good and eating very plant-based, and it's been helping our tonight. energy, I'm so gonna we have recommend it. I might even have some cheese. We're gonna, I'm going to end it with you do you, be adventurous in what you want to try, 
if have it doesn't some work, if, you want to have if it doesn't cheese. work, it's okay. Keep going and discover and embrace the you. Figure it out, man, because it works for us. And love yeah. the process because food is a gamble and you as a person or as people are worth gambling. That's the thing is like you just have to have the energy to just gamble on your food. And as yourself as an individual. So we will talk to you guys in part two of the next episode of our documentaries. Part two in the next episode of number three. So thank you guys for listening. This is LitCast, Jane Ding, uh, and Dante Ajello signing out. Bye-bye.